This was an episode I recorded outside with a friend of mine that we'll call Boat Shoes. And this is just us sitting outside, having a few beers, and just talking. So I apologize if the audio quality isn't so great in spots. We did just use a cell phone microphone, and again, we were sitting outside. So you may hear some occasional pauses, rain, wind, trees, that sort of thing. But either way, I hope you find it entertaining. Take care. This is a lounge round episode. I have a buddy of mine here. We are chilling outside in the garage, having a cigar, a couple of beers, uh, shooting the shit, talking about stuff, and uh, talking about mosquitoes. So um, we were talking about being outside because we had some bugs. Uh, I do have a storm-ish that's rolling through, so I apologize if there's a lot of wind noise. But uh, uh, you were talking about bugs and mosquitoes in uh, a show you'd watch, so go, go back to what you were talking about there. I'm like always the one who, in a group of five people, will be getting their asshole eaten off by mosquitoes, despite nobody, <laughs> like, no, they're like, what's wrong? Like, one time I went disc golfing, and I was wearing, like, a white, a lighter colored shirt. And my back was almost gray because the amount of mosquitoes that, like, just congregated too much. Like, oh, I still get, like, the heebie-jeebies. Like, I quit. I was like, we got to... Oh, my God. Yeah, like, we're quitting. But yeah, they had, like, five things that, like, it's not, like, scientific or, you know, this isn't, like, a Harvard study. And even the sample sizes were small. Is like, this, like, a pseudo-homeopathic, No, it yeah. works and we don't know why, but it works kind oh. of stuff? I was about to plug my essential oils, but... Oh, <laughs> man... I don't ever want to hear you talking to me about <laughs> plugging me with your essential oils. Uh, <laughs> there was a... Z. But they did like a, a study of like, it was only five people, and they would take their blood, and they did it like 28 times a year. So it was, they tried to at least, even though it was a small sample size, but they tried to pick like, okay, whose blood is like the favorite of the mosquito, and throughout all these times, so, you know, maybe it wasn't... So if a person was like, well, maybe I ate something that day or that month or whatever, you try to get rid of some of the like, seasonality or whatever. Uh, but they found that one of the things that mosquitoes really like is uh, the same, I forgot that, what's the uh, acid when you work out? Uh, lactic acid. Lactic acid, yeah, producing your muscles. They love that. So they even took, like far and away, there was like one in five that was always the favorite. So they found that they took some of that unfavorable blood, added lactic acid to it, and it then became the favorite. So it's like just some people. You know, I wonder if that's... I mean, look, I'm not Captain Fitness, but I feel like I have, I don't know, tight, tense, whatever muscles. So I wonder if that's a bunch of lactic acid that's always around in your blood. I, I feel like I'm occasionally a dude who gets... Eating the hell alive. Yeah. Uh, like, we'll, we'll go for walks. And, like... Decimated. Yeah, seriously. And if they won't touch Bridget, like, they'll leave her alone. And I'm like, I feel like an idiot. Because I'm like, they're not, they're not, like, slapping my head. I'm like, look like an idiot. <laughs> you know, the, so... 
So in terms of like bugs and insects and all that, I I remember that there was a uh, well I used to go on some of these camping trips uh, fairly frequently and I had a couple of buddies who got onto this whole I don't want to say like natural insect repellent stuff and and the one in, insect repellent that this guy had I swear it smelled like puke Ugh. it was this vomity acrid smell who knows maybe that's why the mosquitoes stayed away <laughs> and I guess it worked marginally well but then they have like Pic- Picardin, Picard, Picardian. I've it's no- called Picard. <laughs> it's like Piccolo, Dragon Ball Z, some fucking bug repellent. Level nine thousand. It's over nine thousand. <laughs> um. Oh wow, it's fucking really raining a lot. Uh, but anyway, they got all in this natural thing, whatever, and I swear that was because of. Oh, DEET, and it causes cancer, and it this and that and the other. But then I remember I remember reading some other article or study by a guy who was like, look, that, that chemical, DEET, in the concentration that you need to be very effective as an insect repellent, you would have to be wearing that constantly like all day, every day style level for that to really be any danger to you. That that's another case of you take a you take a mouse or a rat and you give it these huge doses to the stuff over some massively prolonged period of time, and yeah, like that's not good for you. But then it's a did that cause cancer because it's deep, or because it's a foreign chemical? and you saturated this creature's body with it, like you're putting a thin layer on your skin, and yes, when you get to a point where you're inside, or you're not where there's bugs, you should wash it off. Right. Like, don't fucking wallow in the stuff. <laughs> and, uh... I, as a sweaty man, <laughs> have trouble with my head and neck and everything else because of how much I sweat... But I'm now just on the, dude, just get something that's, uh, what, um, it's like 50 or 60%, I think, deep. And, dude, just spray it on your shit when you go outside. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of other nasty shit that gets transmitted through all, through those bug bites. And I kind of feel like that's a safe enough chemical where that's not going to really fuck up your shit if you're wearing it now and then when you're doing shit outside. Right. Well, it's Especially if you have ticks and stuff around. I, yep, just going to say Lyme disease. Like, bro, coat them legs. Yeah. Well, Wear super thin, airy hiking pants, and then spray the fucking DEET and shit on your pants. Like, That's what we always did. We had, like, 95% DEET that was given to us. The guy was a tree trimmer, and they would be out in God knows where. So, like, we never would put that directly on your skin, though. We're like... Spray it on chairs, spray it on the outside of your tent, like, do whatever it is you gotta do, but just because it has a high deep concentration doesn't mean you gotta, like, rinse your mouth with it before you go out in the wilderness.
extra some nice rain sounds. Ay ay ay. It uh, really started to pour, so I had to run inside and uh, close my windows. Sorry about that, folks. Um, yeah, like, spray that on some of your, spray it on your pants. Yeah. Wear, a, wear a loose work shirt or whatever, and um, or spray your camp chair. Spray it on your camp chair. Spray it on your, you know, wear an airy, you know, we were talking earlier about, like, linen shirts and stuff. Like, if you're outside and you're doing that sort of work, or you're camping, or you're doing XYZ, one, two, three, wear something that's loose so you can kind of have some sleeves, but something that, like, dries out. I realized, like, you know, this weekend it was super hot. And I wore kind of this tank top with this other button-up shirt over it. It's like, man, you're just going to roast. You know, buy, like, there's a company called Belief, B-A-L-E-A-F, and when I went to the Grand Canyon, I took that Grand Canyon trip, and I was out in the Grand Canyon, I didn't wear any sunscreen, none, zero, it's pretty bold, but that shirt was a long sleeve shirt, rated and designed for that very task and activity, with SPF in it, and yeah, you kind of sweated a little bit, but when you got to a point where you weren't sweating anymore, it would evaporate. But granted, that's also when you're in an area where it's dry heat, because I will say, the dry heat is a thing. A thousand percent, it's a thing. Now, you maybe need to consume more water because all your sweat's going to be evaporating, but it's not like it was today or the last several days this week where it's... 60% humidity and 90 degrees, you know, then it's a little bit of a different story. Maybe wear something where your arms are bare or whatever, but just wear the fucking D. Wear the fucking D, wear the bug spray. I mean, I, I don't want to say, like, that's me as a medical professional talking to you, but it's better than getting eaten alive by bugs. Yeah. Well, I got, I got literal Lyme disease from camping. Remember oh. that? That's when I was like, I'm done camping, here's my tent. <laughs> like, right. I gave you, I was done. And, like, here's the option with that. So you could get it, which sucks. You're on doxycycline, which is that somewhat, I mean, as far as I know, it's somewhat like an exotic antibiotic. Like, they would, that's what you would, um, not malaria, but what's, uh, it might be anti-malaria. I'm trying to think of a different, it's like a jungle. Well, there's dengue fever. Uh, there's rocky, uh, rocky mountain spotted fever. Yeah. Malaria, like there are a lot of those tropical era diseases yeah. that are really bad, like that will fuck your shit up. I and mean, malaria, slight offshoot. <laughs> is coronavirus shitty? Yes. You want to talk about how many people die a year of malaria? Hundreds of millions. Oh my god. Yeah. And just talk about, I mean, it's like having the full blown achy flu just forever. But you'll, so they put you on that antibiotic for a month. So then you're taking this, you know, whatever drug. That's if you figure out that you have it. A lot of people don't even show the rash. So you would never know you have it until years later, decades later, now you have a chronic, basically unsolvable problem. Great. Like heart issues, joint issues. It's like, yep, you're hosed. So, I mean, to me, I get the... 
there's a small chance, yeah, if you use this 22% DEET every day, there might be some complications. Like, I don't know. I feel like I would actually take that risk. And I'm saying, like, that, that too, that's like, so here we're in the Midwest. you got to figure you're only half the year is that really a problem. And even there, half the year isn't full of bugs. It's mostly the true summer, summer time where that's bad. But, again, that's, you know, you have days where you're working, you're not in it, or whatever. Now, maybe if you worked a lawn service job or something, but then I'm like, but that goes back to invest yourself into some high-quality outdoor camping, hiking clothing mm -hmm. that's airy, loose, and you spray it on the fabric. Yeah. Or they have fabric that's actually treated with that stuff now you yep. can buy and it lasts for, I don't know, 500 washes or something. Mm -hmm. I realized that when I bought it. It was like, boy, it, this doesn't last forever. Well, sure. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but how many times do you have to wash it? I mean, isn't this going to be starting to get threadbare and disintegrate <laughs> by then? Like, yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, it seems like one of those things that you would invest in once or twice, and yeah, for the times that it maybe helped you out or saved you, it's probably worth it. Right? I used to do that a lot. I haven't... I haven't done that lately, mostly through lack of anyone else to go with, and planning, and then just... You know, like I said, I, I, I ran into some physical issues, but I think about that now and go, well, but I could put... I could either get a truck bed tent, or I could get a cot. I mean, I can. I have a large, I can get an Alaskan Outfitters cot, and you can sleep on the cot in your tent so you're not on the ground. Yeah. And sleeping on your back where it's firm, who cares anyway? As long as I have something to kind of lift my knees, I'm good. So you get a tent that's tall enough. So another thing to talk about in terms of gear, I never set up that tent that you gave me. But I used to have this tent. It was called the Hobitat 4. Hobitat? Yeah. And it looked like a giant gumdrop. So it okay. was like a dome. Like yeah. a hobbit house. Hobitat. Yeah. Get it? Gotcha. Ah! I was thinking hobo, not hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's the hobitat. Hobitat? Hobitat? Yeah, got it. But I could stand up in it. Oh, nice. Uh, I'm... Let's just round down. I'm six feet tall, so I could stand up in it and not hit my head. Yeah. And the nice thing about that was you could set up all your stuff and go in there. Fine. You're not hurting your back because you're not crouching, crawling around. And that was the thing. Like, the backpacking stuff was kind of fun, but then it's, yeah, but now I have this lightweight, small, short to the ground, low, whatever thing, and, like, it would be fun, and it would be awesome to get back into doing that, but I just feel like maybe base camping and then hiking out and coming back would be better. And again, that's the thing where I have had a measure of anxiety about because I used to really like that. Dude, getting out and doing the camping and hiking around and whatever, and like the camaraderie, now you're on the campfire and doing this and that and the other, like, and then... uh it's like a lot of this, really. It forces you to have an actual conversation with somebody and just hang out and have no real purpose other than just to be there and enjoy the time.
Yeah, I mean, you're you're on a group thing. You feel like you all went on an adventure together. And then when you're back at camp, you talk about, uh, you know, kind of whatever was going on. And um, the reason why we kind of stopped was one friend of mine, she got fairly sick and hurt. And then they were like my main pipeline to the group that I was doing that with. And so when they stopped doing it, I stopped doing it, and then it kind of petered out. And uh, I, again, just go, it, it's frustrating because I know there are people who are in their 70s that are still going out camping, doing all the rest of that stuff. So I want to get back out and do it. I feel like, man, like, you know, look, look at this right now. I mean, it just looks awesome, and it would be great to be truly out in nature in the middle of nowhere and being able to do this. Um, like I say, I, I know you got sick, and so you're like, I'm never doing that again. But <laughs> I'm retired. If you do it at some of these other parks, so if you, like, where did you go? Where were you? West side of the state, so it would be, uh, I forgot the name of that town. It's with the sand dune, Silver Lake. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not super far, but it's also, I mean, it's a little bit up there, probably... Four hours, three hours out of the city. Yeah, but no, that's solid. Yeah. Um, wasn't I don't know if it was Silver Lake. We the we went to one. I think it might have been more like. I think it was further. It was still again a little further up north. And uh, the park was very well maintained and like manicured in that regard. So. The grounds were kept where the grass was kind of cut. You know, you weren't you weren't in like you weren't bushwhacking. Yeah. And I imagine they probably had even if it wasn't sprays, you know, I don't know if they can put diatomaceous earth down on some of the other path paths or passes, but they they also make an effort, I think, to clean up and clear up standing water. Yeah. So you don't just have these stagnant mosquito nests. Um, and, you know, you car camp. You put all your stuff, like, I have I have the, the blue trunk that's at the back of the garage here. And if you look at it, it's set up for, it's a lot of the stuff you need if you're going to go camping. There's a dual burner Coleman grill in there, some propane, all sorts of other stuff. And I remember I used to go, oh... You know, you're only going to have X amount of summers left where you're really going to be able to do this. And it's like, well, now I'm not doing it at all. Right now. Which, again, is also a... It'd be nice to either own property or to move somewhere where it's like this more during the year where you can go anytime. Yeah, I've been to a couple places that are closer, like Pontiac Lake. And if... Uh I would describe them more as like scratching the itch. So if you're like, man, I really want to go camping, but maybe you can't get the time off or uh, for whatever reason. It's like you're, okay, well, we'll settle with this. I could see that doing it. But, uh, yeah, I would agree. I mean, it's not, to me, it's not proper camping. It did, It feels like you're camping in someone else's, like, huge backyard that's a forest. But I didn't feel like I was, like, 
getting away, if you will. Yeah, right. You guys are greedy, you're killing each other, you haven't been able to go ten years without a war, or a genocide, or basically somebody trying to steal from somebody else. They're like, damn, ouch, true though. Like, show us one reason why we shouldn't wipe you off the face of the earth. Old friends. Senior dog sanctuary. Aww. We'll just take in old animals, like, no questions asked, give them a good life, like, till the end of their days. That's it. I, uh, I have a friend who, it, <clears throat> she lives in England, and she is really into birds. Um, and, uh, in, in, in terms of, in terms of being, uh, into birds, I mean, she, she's had them for a lot of, part of her life, and, you know, she's, she's got her own issues, X, Y, Z, one, two, three, and, like, those birds are really her, like, it's her family in that regard, but she, their personalities and everything else, she just loves them, and, uh, she works for a place now that basically has a bird sanctuary that's kind of like that. Mm -hmm. To try to find homes for birds and families for birds and that sort of thing. And uh, I was like, you know, I hate to be like, if I had a million dollars. But I think, yeah, something for pets like that. I, I don't know, man. I this gets back into an anxiety thing where I'm occasionally like, yeah, like, what am I, like, there's all these other things to do, but I just don't know how to get started into them, and I don't want to do the research for that, because that's more sitting in a computer time and reading this, it's like, I don't want to do that anymore, I just want to do the thing. Right. Jump in. Right? Like, hey, it'd be awesome to open up a firearms blog and shoot outside and whatever, or it'd be great to, hey, like... I'm going to do this or that. And, and I think that's where I've, I've tried, with maybe not the greatest of success, at least not yet, to do this podcast and do some of this ASMR on my channel. I feel like the ASMR stuff on my YouTube channel, the biggest thing there is I need to be on the camera. So what I want to do is when I get that other room set up, the area that I was showing you, probably going to have to turn the camera on. Now, I know some of them do the big green screens with all the effects and all the rest of that. I don't know if I'm going to do that so much as a lot of the other old school ones that people seem to like, where it was just a person in the room just talking to the camera. That's what, Yeah, that's what I would picture. So, I think that's what I'm going to do for start. I need to rearrange that room a little bit, get that more conducive, and... Um, the nice and easy thing about that is, in a certain sense, it's fairly easy to get into. It's a fairly low barrier of entry. So during the break right there, you would have just heard a commercial again for Anchor, which is the podcasting platform I use. And honestly, as far as I know, it truly is the easiest way to start a podcast. They walk you through the initial setup steps. They handle all of the distribution to all the other networks to get your shit listed. You have to do any of that. They handle the updating of your feed. 
They handle getting advertisers for you. Like, a lot of that other muck and goo process is just done. And, yeah, like, I want to just kind of go do, do the stuff. And so, it was a little bit of the same thing with these motorcycles. So, I kind of got into these motorcycles. And, even there, the bike I had, I look back now and go, you know what, I maybe should have kept it. I didn't realize and didn't think of the fact that I could have just gotten a fairing and a windshield put on the front of it. I could have gotten a cheaper, smaller bike and got one of these windshields, and it serves basically the same purpose as it. Now, I'm going to, I don't want to say justify. Uh, I say all that, and then I get on this bike, and when you're riding it and you're riding it, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> so there's a part of it, a part of me that goes, yeah, but you didn't do too bad. That makes sense. I don't like, so. But I had to learn it a little bit, right? Yeah. I think the one thing, I almost look at it like Elite Dangerous, like never sell ships. But like one of the guys I know, Mike, who's really into all kinds of stuff. But like when he gets a snowmobile, he won't, I mean, he will buy and sell, but he doesn't have one. He's always got at least two of whatever. Right. Because I was like, dude, you want to go snowmobiling? It's like, I don't have a snowmobile. It's like, no, I got two. Yeah. Like, go on, we'll just bomb down the trail and whatever. Like, we don't have to go for a serious trail ride or whatever, but... Right. Yeah, this is my old one. I don't really care. It's a good beginner one, like... Yeah, no worries. If you did, you know, yeah, snap off a mirror or whatever, or, yeah, crack the windshield on it, like, I don't, you know... It's a good thing. It's a good idea. I mean, I guess in that regard, the camping stuff I have, I, I feel like it was a similar thing. I have a setup and enough gear and stuff where I'm like, look, just bring... I'll send you a list of, like, the clothing and stuff you should bring probably need a tent or maybe a sleeping bag but outside of that i got the rest of the stuff don't worry about it like i have you covered yeah um but like i just saw when i was going to lunch today there's some dude big old white beard he had to be in his 70s i would imagine or older riding this bike and it's like yeah dude like Part of me goes, I wish I had done that 10, 20 years ago. Gotten a big white beard? Well, my beard is already graying <laughs> pretty good, but I just mean the bikes, and there's a lot of stuff like that. I feel like you and I were talking earlier about focusing on work too much, Yeah. and it's the one thing I don't like necessarily about our jobs, that you, you're doing so much research sometimes in stressful extra extracurricular mental cycles doing that job that then when you're home the last thing you want to do is anything that requires any computer research or work or anything whatsoever so then it's all right well you need to find other like physical whatever hobbies so you know this year i would like you know i, I was even thinking about like oh i should get more into like gardening and stuff but like it's been cold I, I've been struggling to just get physical this and that and the other together. And on the weekends, I've tried to just not be home. Like, I want to get out of here because I'm tired of being home. So, preach. You know, like... <clears throat> so, anyhow, like, some of that comes back to the trying to get past some of these physical pain issues that I have. But the other component of that is just, yeah, like... 
Animal rescue. It's like, yeah, but I don't really know how to candle, like, care for a senior animal. Like, I need, right? Like, yeah, same. And this is on, like, acres of property with whatever. I mean, they roam until, or they stay inside. I mean, well, like the, yeah. bir- like the birds thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, that's, like, that's you're not supposed to have, like, Teflon pans and stuff or whatever. Yeah, that kills them. PFOA kills the birds. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, but unless somebody tell, like, I mean, I guess you should go into the, here's all thing, we're getting a bird, but, like, if you went to the pet store and said, I would like this nice birdie, and then you're like, look, I love you, bird, and then it's dead. And you're like, oh, shit, I killed it because I didn't get the right cookware. <laughs> you fucking, what the fuck? Right. And then the next time you get a new one, you just bake a cake to celebrate. and huh. just You just think it's you and get some neuroses about every bird you get just keeps dying. <laughs> <laughs> and then it has the opposite effect. you you're just thinking you're deep depression. <laughs> <laughs> you're in this horrible depression now because every time you get a new pet, it just inadvertently dies and you have no idea why. It's your plan to be alone. Yeah. It's Destiny's plan for you to... <laughs> you, you distance all of your friends and everything else because you're like, Everything that I love just dies! <laughs> wow, that's pretty black. That's pretty, that's pretty bleak right there. I went to a bird sanctuary in Key West, actually. It's kind of, it's pretty dope. Like, uh, you know, like tropical birds? Uh, like, like parrots, like home, you know, the ones that they would have as pets. Oh, yeah. But I thought what was cool about it is the lady... Oh, uh, no, my motorcycle sounds much better. Yeah. Um, it's faster than small shit. Yeah, man, I, I kill myself over that, those fucking pickup trucks. Kill myself over those trucks. Especially since right now, the fuck do you need that for? You're not going nowhere. You know, three, four months, like, just firebomb the goddamn thing. <laughs> but, um... I'm, so that, I'm down for that part. The, uh... Nice thing about... Like, that motorcycle is, like, I went to this bigger motorcycle. So, for anyone who's listening who doesn't know, I went from a 2016 883 Sportster, which, honestly, that bike was a lot of fun. And in some ways, I really miss it. Because it was neat and nimble, and you could just kind of flip around on it. Now I have a 2020 Street Glide, which is a far more expensive bike, heavier, complicated, blah, 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 blah. But I will say this, so, on Sunday, I think it was Sunday, I uh, left my parents' house, because I'd ridden to my parents' house on it, and just going to their house on that bike was just a joy. Nice. How far? 15 miles? Yeah. If? Yeah. And a little freeway jaunt, and got off a little bit of surface street action. The part of that was, again, not having physical issues. I felt good. I realized a better way to get my hand going. Uh, my knees felt good. My back felt good. I felt mostly all right. Uh, and then afterwards, I was like, okay, like, 
you know, my hands still fit. And, and yeah, it was super hot, but man, I took a long ride. But granted, in terms of the overall distance, I probably didn't go super far, but I just cruised at some really neat looking areas. Just. You sent me a picture of that castle house. Yeah. Yeah. And like, man, it was a blast. And then I just went, and, and like, just riding around. But what I realized is, that's another case of where, number one, God, if I had somebody else that lived around here who had a motorcycle, just riding around like that and just going, hey man, let's just go cruise around, let's go to this brewery, we'll have a couple of beers, we'll wait till that cycle's out, let's get on the bikes and go here, go to dinner, go to whatever, but like, the traveling, like the driving, because you're more active, you don't ignore it, you're a little more into it, and man, it was just really fun to have that open sky, and like... There are other bikers around, so you give them the you give yep. them the sign, you know. Wheels down, shiny side up. The guy just loved riding around on that thing, and I. It's another case of just. God, I wish I had more places to go, because I would take that to all those places. Like. Um, and yeah, maybe not, ever just to work. But like, it's really fun. Now that bike. And even the other bike. Around here where you're doing these constant stops at these stop signs. Yeah, like every block. That fucking sucks. <laughs> just My God. Just gear switching and everything. Oh, it's just you're constantly yeah. up into third and now you're down into first. And now just stop and then you're up into third and then you're down into first. But your one calf is going to be huge. You're just constantly <laughs> like, come on. But having some area where you can get some more like, hey, okay, music's on, you're back, and you're riding. I've even listened to some of the podcasts on there, because that radio is loud enough. Uh, so that's like another, I don't want to say like a newfound joy, but I'd like to try to find some other people around here who do rides, or group rides, or ride-alongs together, or whatever. Um, so Saturday... Um, Me and Aaron, so he's going to stop by, I think, at like 10.30. We're going to go up to, we're going to go up north. Um, probably past Port Huron. Oh, okay, yeah, so north-north. I'm not uh, talking like Romeo. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Go up there, chill out, chillax a little bit. Um, and, you know. Go out there and have a nice ride, and then ride home. Because that level of riding, I now now that I have this bike and I'm on it, yeah, you have to obviously worry about it. You take a nasty crash spell off that thing, you're going to be in bad news. But keep the bike maintained. Keep your maintenance up. Don't be a jack-off. Pay attention. Yep. My God, it's so nice, man. It's just, you know, cruising along in the open sky and just... I think if there's one silver lining to this too, like basically getting here was my old commute to work, like from Royal Oak to Birmingham. Yeah. Which it was a nightmare during but like now, there's barely anybody on the road, like it's nice. I didn't I don't even think I went like over the speed limit. Like I got here, I'm like not stressed. I feel like I I feel like when I'm just driving to drive like that, 
find myself now driving slower. Yeah. Because I'm enjoying being in the car, not my house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, it was a chill ride over. But I personally think it has, you know, more to do with the density and the fact that you don't have to run into as many other people. But, yeah, totally. I can also, I mean, I've had a couple inklings where I'm like, I just want to go drive around. Because you're, like, in a bubble, essentially. Yeah. I mean, you're safe, you're protected, like. Right. Just want to go somewhere, like. Let's just go. Yeah. See, I even, even, like, okay, so, like, the go. Just go, all right, so, maybe you're going to do a podcast episode or something like this, right? And you can say, all right, but I'm going to go to some brewery that I've never been to. So, I'll find one that's a little bit of a drive out. Frank and move. And I'll just go up there. Yeah. Right? You could get there in an hour. Right? Get back in a day. I think, Aaron, I think Aaron was saying he... I think it was today. I think it was earlier today. He rode out to Frankenmuth. Yeah. yeah. It's a great spot. I mean, once you get moving on the thing, you can kind of chillax back. You can kind of relax your arms and your hands. I mean, if you turn the cruise control on, you could even relax your... <laughs> you could even relax your other grip. And now you're just kind of sitting and just chilling out. Like... I'm going to laugh because that has cruise control. And, like, I don't think my first two cars had cruise control. <laughs> they... <laughs> Apparently, there's been cruise control on motorcycles for a long time. Really? I don't know if, if Harley hasn't had them in a long time. I don't think Harley has them on their Sportster models. I think they've had them on some of their Cruiser models and shit for maybe a long time. But the buddy was telling me, I think he, he had some older Japanese bike that had cruise control. And, uh, you know, I'm, I also, like, I want to put miles on it because I want to get past... The break-in period and everything and take it in to get its first tune-up, check-up, whatever. I've heard that once you're past that point, you're pretty much good to go unless you drive like an ass. Yeah. So you can use, basically, the cruise control at that point. And yeah, dude, you get on the freeway, you get on those longer rides. It was scary how easy and relaxed I was on the freeway going... 80 on that bike. Yeah. I mean, a foot off the ground, or, you yeah. know what I mean, not wrapped in a 3,000-pound oh, no. metal shell. You wipe out on this, and you're going to get, I would get, I would have been fucked. Yeah. This I would have got road rash and everything so bad. Uh, I need to get some better armor. Like, I need to get, I realize, like, I couldn't do, like, a full leather jacket and all the rest of that stuff. I would just die of heat stroke. It's hot. But I should look for and get, like, knee, hip, elbow, shoulder guards or something. Like, mm-hmm. even just the shoulder, even just the elbow, knee, and whatever guards. But I've heard the biggest thing is, if you're going to crash and you're going to dump on that thing, hug the bike. Oh, let it do the grinding? It's got those crash bars on the front. Oh, yeah. I you want to You want to tuck yourself and just... Hold on and let the bike crash. Because you don't want to stick your hand out to stop yourself because your arm will just snap in half. I was watching a video of uh, basically the, the speed bike racers, but he did the same thing and managed to get on top of the bike when it was sliding. And they have those magnesium pedals, and you watched that six-inch just shrink like a health bar in a video game. Yeah. Like... And that's true. I mean, that's the same stuff you'd use in a steering wheel. We're not talking like some brittle. Yeah. It's this, not. Yeah, yeah. This will eviscerate you. Right. 
So I definitely have to respect it. I do have some, when we go do this up north trip, I do have some knee pads that I'll wear. I will wear my heavier pants. I'll probably, now it's supposed to be, I think, 66. I would love it if it was 66. That's pretty good. Because that would mean that I can wear my denim jacket. I can wear something underneath it. I can wear the denim, denim jacket. It's a little bit more protective. wear the knee guards. I won't be roasted. You know, I always wear a helmet, I wear the goggles, I have the gloves, I have boots. I do have to just get some better leg and or arm, whatever protection. But everyone says, oh, you'll, you're going to dump at some point, or you're going to crash at some point, you're going to whatever. I'm like, I get that, but I also don't. I'm sort of like, yeah but, yeah, but why? Right. Like, don't. Like, don't crash. Don't, like, fuck, we, don't fuck up. Don't fuck it up, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm a big fan of fuck around and find mm-hmm. out, but don't fuck around and don't find out. Like, yeah. And I always, I know, yeah, there's circumstances where, oh, somebody does something weird and you crash. But I'm like, but if you're attentive enough and you watch, I feel like you can kind of tell when people are going to do weird shit. I think there's a lot of prevention you can probably do, but there's just going to be sometimes, I think, inevitable where you might just get wrecked. And I think, like, I get it, but there's no way you're going to be able to Right. Plan for it or, and I guess, like, yeah, then what do you do in terms of safety, like, gear? Do you plan for the crash every time? Do you plan for the crash some of the times? Or do you cut the middle and say I have, like, a moderately protective areas and I'm banking on the fact that it's not going to happen today? And that's, I mean, that's, somebody was like, hey, that's, one of the more dangerous things you can do legally. Like, to a degree, that's true. Motor- oh, yeah. I would bet, right. like, yeah, by, like, injury or death rate per capita, for sure. I mean, I've known people that have gotten killed and whatever on them. I don't want to say, like, I have this not going to happen to me, but I'm just kind of like, hey, don't be a dickhead. Don't get complacent. Don't get complacent. Pay attention. Watch who's around you. You know, even if you stop at a traffic light, look in those rearview mirrors. If you see somebody that's flying up on you, just jump off the bike, dude. Just jump off the bike and fucking run away. I mean, if they crash in your bike and destroy your bike, they destroy your bike, you walk away. You know, don't go racing around turns, especially on just city streets, dude. You know, I know that's fun, but, like, don't do it. Just go go slower. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, there's a lot you can do to prevent yourself from getting shredded by beef. Probably pass a couple sandbags around construction areas that are just leaked out onto the road. Like Yeah, right? Like, that's a that's a bad time for anybody who's like, no, nah, it's concrete, like, it's asphalt. It'll be the same. I did that, I think, on this bike. I took some turn, or I was going somewhere, and I'm like... You can see a bunch of loose material on the road. So it's like, oh shit. So it's like, don't start accelerating. Try to go with this and be prepared. Like, if you start wobbling, stand that bike up, dude. You're better off standing that bike up and almost going into the left turn lane and trying to do some evasive maneuver than if that thing just wipes out from underneath you. Like, sure. Because if it's going down, it's going down. You can't, you're not going to be able to stop it. No, I mean, it probably weighs what? Close to a thousand pounds. It's like eight hundred eighty-six. I yeah. think. Nine eight hundred ninety pounds. Something yeah. like that. Nope. Sorry. 
30 miles an hour. It's you, going down. You got no chance. It's going down and it's taking you with you. Yep. Yeah, I feel you though. Like, I could see myself saying the same thing. Like, but I'm pretty careful. It's like, well, you know. It's. I don't want to say like I'm far more aggressive when I'm in my truck or whatever, but I am. Mm -hmm. Whereas when I'm like on this bike or whatever. Don't be a dick. Like, you're, you're, you've dropped yourself down the food chain. So, act accordingly. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, when I'm in the pickup truck, it's a little different. Yeah, you're in a 5,000-pound vehicle, for all intents and purposes. With airbags out the ass yeah. all over the place, blah, 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 blah. Roll it, drive over right. a car. In a giant thing, right. Unless I crash into a semi or a train or a bus, like... Different on the motorcycle. You've dropped yourself down into. No, you need to watch out and be vulnerable here. And if you and if anything's going weird, don't chance it. Yeah. Check engine light or something goes on. Fucking pull off the road. Because if that thing seizes while you're riding it and just flips you off the front fucking handles, you're a dead man. It's yeah, between the road and your skin. Yeah. It's your protective barrier. And that's one thing if you're going thirty. It's another thing if you're going seventy-five or eighty. Right. Well, even like watching like braking speeds I mean it's not linear right so if you're going 30 as opposed to 60 it's not like oh it'll take me two times as long to stop I mean I don't know if it's double or four times but yeah it scales up with speed I mean, it's not yikes well that being said that's going to end this uh, little episode thanks uh, what should I call you I try not to use real names of people oh really should call you Boat Shoes. There you go. I'm going to call him Boat Shoes. Thanks for stopping by, <laughs> Boat Shoes. <laughs> he, do, he really pulls off the Boat Shoes look very well, by the way, in case you're asking. I say that with all due fondness because I was recently looking for a pair of shoes. Maybe I should get some Boat Shoes. I've worn these like, for 20 years. Like, this is not new. Right. I know it's like a douchey thing. It's not. It's well, not. Some, some people, though, it's fashionable as fuck and, and people, comfortable and looks good with a summer outfit. It's two decades. I'm not changing. No. Be you, dude. <laughs> be you. And that being said, thank you so much, everybody out there that listens. You be you. I will talk to you again soon. Take care. Take it easy. Have a nice day.